God is good. Amen. All the time. Woo. You know, I wasn't I wasn't going to share anything about this, but I I think I just uh just be a little transparent. You know, th- this morning is an anniversary uh for for my family. Uh one year ago today is where my mom uh went on to heaven uh to be with the Lord. And uh you know, it's a little bit I I love the uh uh Probably any kind of worship song, when you begin to think about things like that, is is appropriate. <laughs> you begin to go, man, Lord, I don't know if I want to sing that. Um, last year, I wasn't one to sing it that loudly, at least. Um, but as I begin to just worship the Lord, and uh, just as Kim said, you know, there's just... When you begin to worship the Lord, when you enter His presence, when you begin to say, no, Lord, you're good. Oh, taste and see. Lord, I will rejoice. And whatever that song says, the first one... Uh, Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Thank you. And I was like, oh man, God, what a great song to sing. What a great song to sing a year ago, from a year ago to where I am now. And I'm so thankful for what you're continuing to do. And for, for the Lord to declare this morning that he is the mighty one in battle. That he is the one who wins our battles. That he is the one who fights for us. He is the warrior God. He is, he is mighty. He is strong. He's not a wimp. He is not a wuss. He has authority. And he is, he is releasing it even more into the earth right now. And so let's just live in it. Let's revel in it. Let's enjoy it. Let's celebrate it. And let's allow his, his glorious victory to overcome anything that comes against us. Whatever loss that is, whatever pain that is, whatever discouragement, whatever opposition that is, let's let the King of Glory continue to come in and declare His Lordship over those situations and to release His love. So what God comes in is He, he, he declares His Lordship and He releases His power and His grace and His love. And so that's a free sermon. And so um, thank you all for um, all your prayers for... Um, my family in this past year and just the just the rough you know rough process of grieving uh good rough but good um process of of grieving and so um you know there's there'd be no way we'd make it without a without the the body of Christ and we're it's so important to have each and every one of you in our lives and in one another's lives so turn your bibles to Ephesians 4 it had nothing to do with Ephesians 4 per se if I can find Ephesians. Anybody know where it's at? Oh, there it is. Page 974. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4. And so, this is going to be uh, a great message. I believe that every week. Pastor Gary believes that every time he preaches as well, and so do I. I believe it. So really, the, what I want to do today is just is going to be maybe a little bit of a teaching, maybe a little bit of a just instruction, and it's, you know, if you've been in church more than 20 years, man, there's probably nothing I preach that you haven't heard before, right? 
just you can just wave your hand. Yeah, we know there's, you know, man, if you've been in church for 20, 30 years, there ain't no sermon I'm going to come up with that uh, I haven't heard too in the last 20 or 30 years with you as I've been in, uh, coming into church service and gathering with the body. And so this is, this is simple, but I believe it's powerful. You know, some of the simple things in Scripture, I think, are, are some of the most powerful. We try, to, we try to make it all complicated. It's really simple. Hey, God loves you. Let's, let's start right there. God loves you. That's powerful. Everything changes right in that sentence. For God so loved the world that he gave. Boom. Everything changes right there. Every situation is totally, I can have a totally different perspective on and so it's the simple things sometimes that we, we take the simple things and let them soak in, let them, let them saturate our, our, our spirits and our minds and just every part of us. And then it begins to release the power that God intends for those simple truths to release. And so this is, I believe, just a simple thing. But I think it's powerful. And we've been talking about enlarging our hearts, letting God just increase our love and our, and our loving for one another, serving one another and our joy and our you know, looking around to those around us. And but one of the other things that I felt like God was saying us to do is for us to embrace community, to embrace what it means to live in community together with with the body of Christ. And so this is this is part of that. This is part of that section. Okay, if you want to put it in a section, this is part of embracing community. And we're going to go through um, several different messages and and places where we learn to share community together in a way that builds one another up, in a way that's healthy, in a way that's, that's full of, of love and full of, uh, you know, where somebody else would actually want to join a church. You know what I'm saying? Uh, people don't want to join churches that are boring. People don't want to join churches where people talk bad about each other. People don't want to join churches where they're not loved. People don't want to join churches where they're judged. Um, you know, and that's a lot of what people feel in the church sometimes. Some of it's true. Some of it has a, has a basis in truth. Some of it's just they're using an excuse to stay away from God. Okay? So it's not, you know, I'm not, it's not all on us here. Let's not, everybody's responsible. So this is one of those things. And this is kind of the embracing community. This is what I call the language of community. The language of community. And you'll see the title of the message is Architectural Tongues, just because I like some of the cool messages. And this is, this is because, you'll see what that is, that's about in just a minute here. If everybody read Ephesians 4, verse 25, Holy Spirit, open the word of God to us. Amen. Verse 25 says this, Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, he, uh, but must work doing something useful with his own hands that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander along with every form of malice. Everybody know what malice is? Everybody ill feel malice is kind of like just intending evil on someone. Ill, you know, you know, I want something bad to happen to you. Ill feelings just it, you know, we read those words in the Bible, sometimes we go, 
nope, I'm not doing that. I don't know what it is. I'm probably not doing it, right? <laughs> so malice is, you know, having, you know, a feeling out to get someone. Like, I want, I want the worst for them. I mean, I want something bad for that person. So, hey, let's get rid of that. That's not good. Be kind instead. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. See, Ephesians is one of the most amazing books of the Bible. Man, if you had, if you had like the book of Luke, Acts, and Ephesians, that's all you need. If, if you're going to pick several books in the New Testament to tell you what about Jesus and about the early church and about how church is supposed to work, man, you, just, you could probably use those three books right there, Luke, Acts, and Ephesians, because Ephesians has it all. I mean, Ephesians has like identity in God. It's got God choosing you. It's got uh, salvation by faith through grace. It's got you know us coming together as one, as the body. It's got the gifts of the Spirit. God gives gifts to people. It's got, hey, things about husbands and wives. Hey, how about you and your children? Hey, how about when you're at work? Hey, spiritual warfare, chapter 6. It's got just about, if you need one book to say, hey, what's the church about? Then you can pick the book of Ephesians. There's a lot of good stuff in here. That's what I'm saying. So read it this week. You know, check it out. Uh, John, I know you're not to it yet, but maybe you are. <laughs> you're, you're, low, you're still in the Old Testament, right? So you throw in a little Ephesians there to every once in a while. So Ephesians 4, you know, this is, this is set in the context. Of fir- the first three chapters are all about God and what God has done. And here's how you trust in him and you're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And now there's, there's no more barriers between us as people, as Jews and Gentiles, whatever. Those things have all been erased in Jesus through the cross. He has taken care of the power of the law which condemns us and nailed it to the, to the cross. And, and we have been set free from those things and we walk by faith and he's given gifts and he's poured out. And then Paul begins to say, man, because of all that, you know, put on your new nature. You're now new. You're now different. The Holy Spirit lives in you. You're changed. You're powerful. You're good. You're, you're clean. There's, there's a change in you that's happened. So walk in that. And he says, I'm going to give you some details on how you walk in that. And that's kind of the section we're in right here. You know, be united together and then live as children of light. So it comes to this, and the verse I want to focus in on is verse 29. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. Notice it says what, what's supposed to come out of our mouth? Things that build people up. Give yourself an architectural tongue. Okay, Let your tongue be an architectural tongue. When you speak, it builds up. It makes them built, built up and strong. You know that word unwholesome there? In, in the Greek... Um, what does that make you think of? You know, when I say don't... Cussing, okay? It probably does apply to that, but I really don't think that's the main drive of that of the scripture. But I know, you're answering honestly. <laughs> Unwholesome. Hey, no nutrition. That's good. That's good. What else? Something bad for you? Gossip. That would be pretty unwholesome. Hey, did you know most gossip is true? It's not about, oh, it's true, I'm sharing it. Hey, that has nothing to do with whether it's gossip or not. Uh, <laughs> that's the whole point, is that it is true, <laughs> right? Isn't that the point of gossip? So I can tell something about somebody else that is true. Not to make, no reason to make something up. I can find bad stuff in all of us, right? I can find something bad to tell about somebody else, right? 
Can you? No? Don't, you don't have to try. Um, it's unnatural for a Christian, but it's natural for uh, an unsaved person. So what else? Unwholesome. Anything else? Tony? Something molding and decaying. See, right there. That's what the Greek word there actually kind of means like rotten. It's like, don't let any rotten words come out of your mouth. And I think it does apply to, you know, curse words, but I think it's it's meant for something different. You know, when I... uh, I was cleaning out my fridge this week. Do it, you know, every every decade I clean it out, like you, okay? <laughs> okay, I know some of you clean out your fridges every other week, okay? Um, Ashley and I are moving into a new house, so our current fridge at our house has not gotten the, the attention it should. So you know what, there, are, there was something when you opened the fridge that released something into the entire kitchen that you didn't want to release, Okay? <laughs> I mean, you just open up the door, and you're like, oh, man. A guy and I opened up a room back here, and I don't know if there was a diaper back there. We had the same experience this morning. We opened up that room and went, oh, wow. <laughs> and you just close the door, and you, that does not need to be released, okay? You know? And so when you clean out your fridge, just hang with me a second here. You, you do clean out your fridge, right? If not, go home and open it up and smell it, okay? When you clean out your fridge... Usually it's like one thing that's messing up the whole fridge, right? So you start, you start the process of elimination. Hmm, that's bad. <laughs> Get rid of that. Now let's dump that in the trash. Ooh, that's looking a little old. Um, that spinach has been in there a while. Um, it's looking slimy. Let's get rid of that, you know, and then we go through it. And, and we, so I was cleaning out my fridge, and, you know, I kept throwing stuff away. And then I open the fridge and be like, whew, man, there's still, I don't know, there's still something in here that's, what is it, digging through the whole thing? It's not that big of a fridge, okay? Come on now, it's, you know, it's not like I've got a 45 cubic foot fridge, it's just a basic fridge. And so finally there in the bottom, I didn't see it, there was a, you know, a former cucumber. <laughs> okay? It was formerly known as a cucumber. I don't know what it was known as now, but it was nasty, <laughs> okay? It was rotten. It was unwholesome. It was not good. And so, you know, that thing corrupted and contaminated the whole fridge. Once I took that bag of former cucumber and took it out to this dumpster back here and got rid of it, you know what? It took a little bit of time. But the smell began to go. And see, I think what, what Paul's trying to get across here is, look, hey, there are, there are ways of talking to people that will so corrupt the atmosphere that it'll sometimes even linger after it's gone. And you know what? When you have unwholesome talk coming into your mouth, whether that's, you know, let's forget about cussing right now. I mean, if, you know what? I'd rather be around someone who cussed like a sailor than someone who can't ever say anything good about somebody else. I don't want to be around either, okay? I mean, I don't enjoy being around any kind of unwholesome talk. But you know what? If you've got someone that just their biggest problem is, man, they can't stop, they're working on getting their language in, in tune, okay? Man, I can get over that, but if I've got someone who just 
is always ripping on someone else, is always got a, hey, did you hear about this? Or got a problem with someone else? Man, that kind of, that kind, that's rotten. And I believe that's what, that's what Paul is saying here. Look, you know why? Because, you know, when people come into the, the gathering and to the community of God, they don't want to smell a dirty fridge. No one opens a fridge. I mean, you didn't want to eat out of my fridge, man. If you came over to my house and said, hey, go ahead and grab a drink out of the fridge. You know, Jason's going to be like, man, I don't drink that stuff. <laughs> I mean, you know, and see, that's... That's what Paul is saying here. Look, hey, look, this is, here's the language of community. Don't let anything like that come out of your mouth. Because when you do that, it leaves a residual effect. Not only does it and, it, and it contaminates the person, it brings something, you know, you're trying to put something rotten on them. You know, Proverbs 18.21, you know, in, in Proverbs is a great and powerful scripture. It says, the power of life and death is in the tongue. Do I have that one? Oh, yep, I'm too quick. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Man, can you imagine how powerful your, your tongue is, your mouth is, your words are? I mean, God says your words have the power of life and death. Life and death. So one of the most powerful things that God has given you is the language you use. How you use it to bless or to curse. You know, James 3 says, No man can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil full of deadly poison set on fire by hell itself. Um, no man can tame the tongue, but the Holy Spirit can tame the tongue. And it's when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of our tongues that, and I begin to see people as God has meant me to see them that I begin to speak over them as God would speak over them. So, no, no bad fridges, okay? But only. You notice what it says next in the scripture? Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. But only. Only what is helpful for building others up. So that means a lot, a lot of my language, I can sometimes eliminate. Does this build up? Does this encourage? Does this lift up? Does this call someone forth into greatness? Now, can you have correction and build someone up with correction? Absolutely. You can have correction. In 1 Corinthians 10, 8, Paul says, Hey, look, the authority I've been given was for building you up, not for tearing you down. Man, if you read the book of 1 and 2 Corinthians, there is a lot of correction going on. But Paul says, Look, I was doing that. I, I was using this to build you up, not to tear you down. Now, here's the deal sometimes. If I hear correct, if all the thing I hear all the time is correction, it's going to be hard for it to build me up, even if it's good. Even if it's for my benefit, even if it's even if the intention of it is like, man, I really want to bless them. I want to help them. I want to see them. I want to see them grow past this. You know, I want to see them break through. But if all Carrie ever hears from Pastor John is, man, you need to change this. You need you need to work on this. You need to. This is wrong. This you know you're not doing this right. Man, that's going to get old, right? I mean, Pastor John, can you like, you know, I don't want to eat out of your fridge, Pastor John. <laughs> People, you know. The tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. Man, there's going to be a ta something tasty that's released when we begin to build others up. Only what is helpful. Man, it's so easy 
to get caught up in, on the other side? Because that's, our, that's kind of our society. I mean, look at, you know, it's, it's like cool to watch TV shows where people rip on each other, right? Yeah, it's like, why do people like reality TV? Well, I'm, just people do. I know some of you don't. But whether you do or don't, you know, what, what's the excitement about reality TV? Man, it's exciting when you've got this dude over here or this girl over here going, ah, can you believe her? You know, and people buy, man, people just want to watch that for some reason. I mean, that's, that's, like, that's what sells on TV. I mean, those are the big shows. I mean, it used to be comedies and all the, you know, action shows. And, you know, a lot of the big shows now have become the reality shows where people can, you know, against each other. It's, it's just, I guess it's entertaining. Now, if you watch a reality show, don't be condemned or something. You enjoy it for a different reason. <laughs> and not all of them are like that. I understand that. But, but you get the idea that, that in our culture, that's kind, of the, that's kind of like an energy boost. Man, I'm just going to, you know, because you know, I can bring somebody else down and I can move up. And see, the way God intended it is for me to be building everyone else up and everyone else is building me up. Therefore, I don't have to try to push myself up anymore. Because I am so built up and encouraged and lifted up by those around me, I don't need to take care of that myself. My, the body of Christ is taking that for me. My brothers and sisters are doing that for me. That's the language of community. What does it say next? Um, oh, I've got this. I wrote this down early on in the year. Early on this year, and haven't haven't been released for whatever reason to share it, but but this is what I wrote down. I felt like it was just the Lord speaking to me, and, and it applies to us as a church. It says, once we are so common in telling each other what is right, telling what is wrong will no longer be something to fear and defend against, but something we we welcome, and that propels us into greatness. See, if I am if I am in a safe relationship with someone, I can trust you to say, hey, there's a problem with this. Because you know why? Because, you know, at least we'll just say seven times out of ten, you're coming to me and saying, you, you can do this in the Lord. Hey, here's what I see about you that's, that's good. Here's what I see, man, God's doing this in your life. And I just want to point out and say, recognize this. Man, this, this can help a marriage right here. It's easy to get caught up. Man, I don't know what, what the break-off is. Look, I've only been married a certain number of years, seven and plus years. I knew. I was just kidding. <laughs> you know? And seven, about seven and a half years or so now. Can you believe that? Um, and, you know, the first, you know, when you're dating and you're getting engaged... Man, you don't say anything bad about that person, do you, Gary? I mean, you just you just like, oh my goodness, I worship the ground you walk on, right? And then you get married in the first year, it's the same thing, right? Except for her, sometimes she gets a little no. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's what all the men have told me. I'm just <laughs> look. I'm just playing with y'all. Okay, that's not true. You know, you get through the first year, and it's challenging, but you're still like, oh, worship the ground you walk on. And you know, about the second or third year, you're like, man, that kind of annoys me right there. <laughs> I mean, so, you, so, you know, don't turn to your spouse and say amen or anything right now. But, you know, and it's harder. The, the, more, the better you know someone, sometimes it's harder for you to not say the corrective or negative things then it, you know, 
than it is to say the, hey, you're amazing. My wife was, uh, showed me a picture she sent uh, Sharon last night. It's about, um, it's got a pregnant lady. Um, take notes here, Jake. Oh, Sharon left, good. Um, my, <laughs> you know, it's got like a, it's like a cartoon. It's got like a picture of a pregnant lady. And, and it says on the bottom, I believe the words you are looking for are, you, are, you look radiant. <laughs> you know, because it's easy to, man, you're looking, you're looking big or you're looking <laughs> this. I mean, I don't say those things. Neither does Jacob Poe. I know that. Okay. <laughs> man, can you move out of the way? I can't get past you in the hall. You know, I mean, <laughs> we don't say those things. Help me out, Lord. <laughs> but, you, but you get what I'm saying, right? You get, when you, the, the more you know someone better, sometimes you take for granted that they know how much you think of them. And it can happen like that in, in our relationships with one another too. The better you get to know someone, man, you'll find something that you don't like about them. I'm sorry because there's no perfect people. You'll probably find about six or seven about me if you get to know me real well. You're like, golly. Uh, I mean, the people that, you know, you're thinking that. And that's, you know, but we have to learn because we learn to look past it and say, Lord, let me see something different. Let me see what you see. Because if I see what he sees, then my language changes. Then the words I speak begin to change and they begin to be build, building up. Because man, God, God doesn't want to tear us down. He wants, he wants to, us to be built up in Him. I mean, think about all the scriptures that says, hey, build yourself up by praying in the Holy Spirit. Because uh, you'll need to do it too because sometimes it's not going to come from others. But the Holy Spirit in you as you pray will build you up. And so only what builds up. And then it says, look at this. According to their needs. Only what builds them up according to their needs. Or one of them, it says, fits, another translation says, as fits the occasion. In other words, it's, it's timely. You know, I can, I can give you an encouraging word that's just random. You know, and that, that's cool. Hey, John, I like your hair. Cool, okay, great. Um, you know, but I need a little bit more than I like your hair to continue to be built up in Jesus. I mean, look, uh, Proverbs has a great, um, Proverbs 15.23. There's so much good stuff in Proverbs. Proverbs 15.23 here. A man gives joy in giving an apt reply, and how good is a timely word. I mean, think about when you've needed encouragement, and someone just said that very thing you needed encouraging in. You know what, you're struggling with raising your kids, and someone just says, man, I feel like the Lord is just saying to you, that he is so pleased with you as a mother, that you are doing an amazing job, and that you, if you will just continue to, to, to endure and trust in him, he's going to bring you through this season. Man, that timely word right there, boom, are you built up right then? Boom, you're, you're lifted. You're saying, you know what, I'm ready to face that screaming two-year-old for another day, okay? I can, I can make it through the 13, 14-year-old that is driving me insane, or the 10-year-old girl that thinks they're 14 already, or whatever the case is, as I look around the room here, or the kids that are out of the house and you have to trust them to make the right decisions in their families and growing up and all those things that you wish you could control for them and if they would just do it your way, it would be better, um, right? 
Yeah, those of you who are in that situation, just nod your heads. I don't know about that situation yet. Um, I believe I will have that same view when I'm there. <laughs> and so, but you know what? A timely word is so powerful. And so it's not just that we build one another up, but we as according to their needs. So that means I need to know what someone else is going through. And then I can give a timely word into that situation that the Holy Spirit can drop on me. See, it's both together that's built up. What does it say uh, after that? That it may benefit those who listen. Another translation says that it may give grace. Literally, it says that it may give grace to the hearers. Charis, grace in Greek. It says, may, may it literally give grace to the hearers. In other words, when I encourage someone, when I, when I build someone up, and, and it could be even built up again, like with a correction, but in the, in the right spirit at the right time, that those things will build someone up and it will give them grace to be propelled into something greater. Because great, see, grace is not, the, not, for, not, not just letting sin go. That's not what really grace is about. That's mercy. Grace is about giving us the power to overcome those things in our lives and to live the life that, that Jesus calls us to. All this stuff here, right here, we do by grace, through faith. By trusting in God, it's God's power that works it. It's not my own. I don't have to do it in my own ability. I cannot tame my tongue. God says, I can't tame my tongue. I need Him. I need the Holy Spirit to tame my tongue. And then to, to release my tongue, to have the language, to have an honoring tongue, to have a, a blessing tongue, to have a, a building up tongue, to have a, a speaking, speaking words of life tongue. If you look at prophecy in 1 Corinthians 14, um, you'll look at the purpose of prophecy is to build up. I mean, have you ever been in a service where you're afraid that a prophet would get up and like, you stand up and, and just reveal something shameful about you? I mean, I did that growing up, man. When you're a kid, we, you know, we, we all have sin that we don't want exposed, right? We, does everybody want their bad stuff exposed from this past month? Okay. And so sometimes, you know, it was, it was kind of this fear that, you know, you're in that meeting, that guy, you know, the, the guy up front, you know he's just under the anointing, and he just knows all kinds of stuff that he shouldn't know on his own. And you're, you're right here. Actually, you're probably in the back. <laughs> you're right back here in the back, and you're praying, oh, Jesus, that thing I did this week, please forgive me right now. I, <laughs> right now, Lord, I, I didn't mean to do it. I will never do it again. In fact, I will... I will never even think about it again. I mean, you're just lying to God all over the place. But, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're just trying, oh, God. But see, here's the point. If that person did that, that wouldn't be God. Because it says the purpose of prophecy, the purpose of the gifts, is to build one another up for encouraging, exhortation, and comfort. That's it. That is New Testament prophecy. If it doesn't encourage, exhort, or comfort, then it's not God. Now, again, it can be corrective, like we said. There can be things that, you know, hey, you need to, you know, but God's not going to shame you in front of everybody else to make a point so he can change you. No, he wants you built up so you overcome in secret those things that are challenging you so you're, you have the grace and the power to when that thing comes up again, you do not do it. You do overcome by, by, by the power of the Holy Spirit in you. That's how it's meant to work. And so, man, how much more powerful are we all together when I begin to speak life to one another? 
It changes everything. How do we do this? Verses 22 to 24 says this. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its evil desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. There's three things it says there. You put off. Hey, the old way of thinking, the old way of speaking, we gotta, sometimes we've got to put that off because it's a habit. You know, we get into habits. And that has nothing to do with whether God's working in our life. That just means I just need to break that habit of, you know, negative talk, of, of speak, talking down to someone, of pointing out someone's faults, um, you know, of talking about, you know, someone else on the other side of the room, whatever it may be. Then it says we renew our minds. We're changed. The Holy Spirit changes the way we begin to think. I begin to think differently about people. Man, it's so easy to, to uh, if I get in the natural, if I... You know, disconnect the spirit from my thoughts. Man, I can have all kinds of thoughts. Man, can I believe that about that person or this person? Not any of you, of course. But, uh, you know, I mean, we can do that with anybody. And it could be someone that we, we truly, dearly love and care for. And we begin to let the thought, the, 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 the cycle go. And we're like, oh, man, that's right. They did do that. They did do this. They're, they sh- man, I wish they wouldn't do that. You know, and you begin, you have to renew your mind. You have to say, no, Lord, help me think. Lord, Lord show me. Show me how you see them. Show me, show me what I should think of them. You know, what does God think of? Man, God thinks of some amazing things of that person. You know, whether it's your spouse, your child, your, your close friend, your brother and sister. And then it says, put on the new self. In other words, you have, you have new equipment. You have new power. You have new grace to be able to do this. We can do this because the Holy Spirit is in us. The new self is in us. The, whole, the, the Spirit of God dwells in you. And so everything that would be meaningful for building someone up dwells in you right now. Right now. And so imagine if power of, the power of life and death is in your tongue. Your tongue. Your words. Not just something we throw out on Sunday morning and say, yeah, that's true. No, imagine, think about how that changes my week. Think about how that changes how I relate to people throughout the day. Man, I say, Lord, renew my mind. Lord, change my thoughts. Lord, let me see people as you see them. Let me speak life. And then people will begin to change around me. They'll begin to... Rather than me pushing them down, and it looks like, man, they're barely living. Oh, I get to breathe life in them, the power of the Holy Spirit into them. There's, there's, there's things that are released in them. They're, they're beginning to walk in their destiny. They're beginning to, to look more like Jesus. Yeah, and I get to be a part of that. I get to speak that over my spouse. I get to speak that over my children. I get to speak that over my boss at work. Powerful life and death. And here's how I want us to close. Told you it was simple, but I believe it's powerful. I believe God has one more response for us. First of all, first of all, God, the one response God was to say is, "Hey, just do a little tongue evaluation. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you and show you things. Let Him say, "Hey, the way you talk to this person this way, they're not being built up. They're not being they're not being propelled further towards the Lord. They're not being given grace to where they can take that next step." You're holding their leg down. And then, then berating them because they can't get up the step. 
God may show you some of those things. He may show you some of those ways. You may need to go make something right with someone. I don't know. That's, that's between you and God. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. He'll speak to you this morning. He'll maybe speak to you on Tuesday or, or Thursday or next month. Whatever it is, let's be open to the Holy Spirit. But the second thing, and I really felt this powerfully that God wanted to do, is God wants to break words that have been spoken over us that have caused us to be held back from what God wants us to be. Some of them have been well-intended. I mean, you know those... Uh, I've seen, seen all these... You know those statements where people start off and they go, man, I, want, I think you're really great, but... You know, and then a big but comes in the room and changes everything to where that, that first little... And you're like... And you walk away from that going... Was that supposed to help me, or what? What was that? You know, uh, it's kind of like let me say something real nice so I can get you, you know. And and sometimes those, those words that have been spoken over us, because power of life and death is in a tongue. If it was another believer, their their words are powerful. Your tongue is powerful. Every single one of us in here, our tongues are very powerful, and it goes either way. God doesn't stop the power when we speak death. When we speak curses, when we tear down, the power doesn't stop. The power is just there. And so, some of us have had words spoken over us that have, maybe, maybe they were even in some weird roundabout way meant to bless us. Like, I'm trying to tell you something good, but, <laughs> you could do this, but... You're amazing, but, and it may not even be. They might have even started with the you're amazing. They must have been right to the but. <laughs> start, start right away with that. And I believe what God wants to do this morning as we close and as we respond to him is I believe he wants to break some things off people this morning. I believe he wants to break curses that have been spoken over people. And a curse is just anything that, oh, you'll never get over that. That's a curse right there. That Someone just spoke something over you that has power to, to possibly stop something in your life. And unless you break that thing, it can hang around and give the devil a little foothold on doing something. And we don't want to give the devil a foothold on anything. So here's the deal. We're going to have to be brave about this, but I believe that God wants to break off things off of our lives this morning. And so if you feel like that the Holy Spirit is saying right now, you know, there's things that need to be broken off your life, words that have been spoken over you, whether it was your, your mom and dad, whether it was a friend, whether it was a, your boss at work, whether it was another, uh, you know, a close friend, uh, someone that wasn't even a close friend, whatever it may be, just another person in the body, former church you used to be a part of, whatever it may be, let's break those this morning and let's move on. Because what those things do sometimes is they cloud my vision to where I'm not able to see uh, other people the way God intends them. And I'm not, I'm not able to walk in this blessing tongue as much because I'm afraid that I'm going to get whacked back. So, let's all stand. I really, I really believe the Holy Spirit wants to do this. And so if you feel like that's the case, I want you to, I want you to come up front. I want you to come up front. And God wants to break some things off people this morning. So I want you to just step forward. And this is just an act of faith. This is just... Uh, Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Woo!
I want, I want somebody else behind each and every one of these people. If you're a man, get behind a man. If you're a lady, get behind a lady. Uh, come on, just, we're just, we're just going to surround them. We're, we're in agreement here and we're believing that, that these words that were spoken, whatever they may be, they may have seemed small at the time, but they're like, if you keep hearing them every once in a while, then they need to be broken off of you. And these things will not hold us back any longer. And I speak to every single one of you that those words that have been spoken over you, that those are lies, that they are not true, they are not who God has made you to be, they are not who God has called you to be, they are not who God has freed you to be, and in the name of Jesus, we cancel those words right now, we break them off, In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, come and break every single curse on every single person here. We begin to release those things right now and we receive your words of blessing. We receive your words of encouragement, of affirmation right now from the Holy Spirit. You are blessed. You are not cursed. You are not less than. You are more than enough for who God has made you to be, for who God has called you to be. Those words are not true. We cancel their effect and break them in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your power. We thank you for your blessing. Lord, we begin to speak blessing, Lord, over each of these people. Just begin to declare blessing over them. Just begin to pray over them that God's destiny will be released. Father, we thank you that these are great and mighty, powerful men and women of God. Lord, we thank you for... For there, there is no one who is second best in the kingdom. There is no one who is second rate. These are all first rate believers in Jesus. They are first rate children of God. Sons and daughters of God. They have full rights to everything in Jesus. They have a right to everything. To every promise. Lord, to every, every provision right now. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you're releasing You're releasing your power and your grace to walk in those, Lord, to walk in a greater confidence, to walk in a greater anointing, to walk without fear and without doubt, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your power this morning, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Blessing, Lord. Blessing, Lord. We thank you for a blessing of knowing your love, Lord. Of, of knowing, knowing you better. That the spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you better will be released upon each and one of these, Lord. They'll know the calling, Lord. Your great calling in Christ Jesus. The riches of the inheritance of the saints, Lord. That they are a saint. That they are a holy one. That they are a son or a daughter of the king, Lord. And the incomparable great power for us who believe, Father. I thank you that they will know that in a special way. Lord, we declare that over them this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We receive from you. Lord, we receive from you. We receive from you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 And I just declare... I just want to just want to say to y'all that man I think I think something was released this morning. I believe something was released over you. Now the enemy may come and try to remind you of this. He might do it this afternoon. He's he's not wasting any time. He's listening right now, but it don't matter because we are going to kick the snot out of him, okay? So it doesn't matter if he brings it back up, you are free. 
you are free from those words and you put the devil underneath your feet and say, no, that is not true about me. And you can declare it with your mouth. You can speak it out and say, no, those words are not true. Their power is broken in my life. And, you know, and the enemy at, at some point, he'll quit reminding you because he'll know that that's not an open door. But if he tries to come knocking at the door, you, you, don't even, you don't answer it. You just say, no one's home. Look, we're not, you know, this door is closed for business now. This, 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 you, you no longer have access here anymore. These words are not true. And so, man, that, that's good. Can we just give the Lord, let's just worship the Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. Thank you. We will walk in our destinies, Lord. We will walk in our destinies in you, Lord. We will not settle for less than anything than the best. Anything less than the kingdom of God, anything less than the greatness of your grace and your kingdom and your power and your love. In Jesus' name, amen.